Hey, hey, what's going on? We're we live. <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Girl Chat Sports with Mo and Mel. It is National Girls and Women in Sports Day. And to, to commemorate this beautiful day, I have broken out my Bitter Leg basketball jersey. This was the very first team I was ever on, probably in elementary school. I think probably fourth or fifth grade. Oh, you can still fit it? I'm you guessing it was a little bit baggy. No, I just think it was baggy. I think it was like a t-shirt t-shirt. Now it's kind of like a tight, you know. All know. right, show it off. <laughs> Dug it out the crate. The fact that you're wearing a kid's tee, I'm just questioning everything about the size of you in elementary school. I mean, I was which tells still, me that I was you still were about like size. I was still probably about like five seven, five eight. I didn't have like you know, I I wasn't fully five ten yet, but I mean, I was. I was pretty impressive that you can wear that shirt. <laughs> it's pretty impressive that you can still wear that shirt. I don't think I, mean, I can squeeze into any of my teen tees. Not even look. I just feel like it was it was baggy. It was like a baggy shirt. You know, like it, you know, it fit loose. Like now it's like a tight, you know, a tight, tight shirt. Mm, okay. So All right. what's up, everybody? How's it going? Hey, Nate. Thanks for joining in. We hey, appreciate Nate. you. Hey, if you're watching, we've got a great show. We've got a great guest coming up. If you have daughters, if you have nieces, if you have grandchildren, if you have other girls in your life that uh, mean something to you, please stay tuned. We've got a great girl lady coming on. Um, she's an author that's going to be having her, publishing her first book. And it's all about girls and the empowerment of sports and empowerment of girls in sports. So we can't mm -hmm. wait to have that on. Other than that, it's the final week of me and football. Yeah, how are you feeling about that? I'm not feeling great. <laughs> this don't. What are you gonna do? Does, I, I, I guess I gotta start. Watch, I gotta start watching basketball. Oh That's yeah, really what I have. Your to Bulls do. are even playing tonight right now. They're playing the Knicks right now. Yeah, I'm still mad at them losing that uh, Portland Trailblazers game last minute, but. Yeah. What are you gonna They're do? Hopefully good. they can make it up with the Knicks. They're down by ten as of the third quarter when I last checked. So oh really? Hopefully okay. they gain some steam back. Oh yeah. man, man. But uh yeah, this this is a good hey, Bill Logan. Yes. Checking in in the chat. Hope you enjoy. Look us. at Tilly's foster family's watching. Oh, Tilly's Yay! foster family. Lexi. Foster mom and foster mama. Is she also the sitter too? Is she the sitter? Yeah. Does she watch the dog too when you're away? Yes, my okay. part-time custodial parent. <laughs> you co-parenting, co-parenting, co-parenting. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. It is. That's good. You need the help. You need the help. I mean, for like real, a handful. It really is. It can't yeah. be. It can't be. It, so it can sounds be. like it a very, be. very huge handful. So yeah. at times. So we might as well just get this in a way. So if you guys are watching, just please watch um, this next little clip. Video clip was posted by ESPNW today in honor of National Girls and Women's um, in Sports Day. So please watch it. And right after, we'll be joined by our guest, Emily Williams. Thank you very much. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> Before we go, this is really cool. Sarah Thomas will make history as the first woman to officiate in a Super Bowl. She will be the down judge for the Super Bowl this season. Shout out to Sarah and shout out to the NFL for making this happen. Mina, what do you think? I love it. Making history. Football has played a very impactful role in my life. 
Here we go, here we go. Watch out. Push your guard up. Push your guard up. I fell in love with refereeing, junior high, high school games, college, and now in the NFL. She has been spot on. This is how it works. Pioneers achieve. And these days, anywhere girls look, they see what can be. Sarah Fuller is about to put her right foot into a football, speaking volumes to women around the world. The Miami Marlins shattering baseball's gender barrier by hiring Kim Nig as their general manager. I think it's all about hard work and perseverance. You can't just quit on yourself. They see progress. The Spurs' Becky Hammond, she's the first woman to act as a head coach in a regular season NBA game. Ready and rebounding. Let's go. Defense. One, two, three. Defense. Women went before me to pave that, that trail. They see history. Barriers broken. Boys, move over. The lady is coming through. And ceiling shattered. It's over. And they see what once was only imagined become real. But while I may be the first woman in this office, I will not be the last. And on Super Bowl Sunday, when they watch Sarah Thomas, they will see what can be. Knowing the impact that I'm having on not just my daughter, but young girls everywhere. Touchdown! It means a lot to me. Hey. Love it. Wasn't the that shattering great? Shattering that glass city ceiling all over the place. I love it. Glass I love ceiling it. shattered. Just keep going, ladies. Keep going. This is like an ultimate uh, culmination of girl power. And yeah. not only for Sarah Thomas to be the first official, but there's like three other ladies that are going to be featured on Super Bowl Sunday that are working as defensive coordinators for Tampa Bay. You've got women on the field for both teams in their role capacity. So it's I, I'm ecstatic. I think this is just so amazing. And on a day like today, who could ask for more? So I love it. Well, thanks yeah, for reading in. Um, our boy B Sal was saying, "What's up? What's up, Goose from Let the Ball Bounce?" Every Tuesday and Saturday, you guys watch them. We appreciate you. Wasn't that a great? I know Nate loved it. So, and then we uh, let's get Emily on because her her mother in law yeah, is in the chat. Her, let's yeah. get her on. Yeah, let's get her, her on. <laughs> Emily, hi. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing great. It's way past my bedtime. I'm here. We appreciate it. We yeah, appreciate no you. Thank you for staying up late for us. We appreciate it as well. Um, but it was just kind of coincidence. This is the power of social media, you guys, because if you're out there, we connect. We've had many people that we've met just through social media alone on the show. Um, we came in contact with you. You came in contact with us. And it just so happened it was like right before National Girl Women in Sports Day. So it works out well because you've got a, a book coming up. So we want to talk about that. So give everybody a little idea about your book, the name, and um, how you got the idea, what your inspiration was. Yeah. So my first book is called Lady Fleets, which honestly read a lot easier in my brain before I tried to say it the first time. <laughs> so uh, it was born out. Of, it was born out of the pandemic to really start. Uh, I wasn't able to coach because I am a youth uh, basketball coach for girls and I wasn't able to coach. We weren't able to play sports. So I have all these messages and all these things I like to say to my players. And I was like, I'm going to write them down and see what happens. And it just kind of slowly started coming out. 
lesson I've taught turn into a section, turn into a chapter, and it just kind of builds itself over all of the second half of 2020. And the true inspiration they come from my first team, I coach, I talk about them all the time. My first team was this catalyst for me falling back in love with basketball and just seeing the joy and watching them grow as not just players, but as people watching wallflowers turn to my starters. It's just the best feeling to know that I had a hand in it. They do it all themselves. Players do all the hard work themselves. I just get to kind of guide them along the way. And through all these different experiences, that's kind of how Lady Fleets was born. And uh, it's just, it's been an experience and a journey. And out of all the things COVID-19 brought, I'm happy this is one of them. (laughs) That's amazing. So I know that you played sports growing up. And it sounds like, I don't know if it was just basketball or it was more than just, um, more than just uh, basketball. But wh- I know you had kind of like a feeling as like when you stopped playing that there was like this sense of something missing and kind of getting back into it. So I guess what is your goal in writing this book for, you know, the younger generation, for girls coming up? So I've done a lot of research. So just so I could understand what what market do I want to hit? What audience do I want to talk to? Do I want to talk to college players? Do I want to talk to high school? And I really found there's a huge drop-off rate from middle school to high school girls stopping to play sports. They just kind of, they give up. There's some barrier. There's something in their way. And that's where the drop-off is for a lot of players. And I had my drop-off from basketball junior year because I specialized, <laughs> which they're now advising do not specialize in one sport, play a bunch of sports because and that's what happened to me. I pulled both my knees in the wrong direction, essentially. And I had my drop My muscles had, um, were developed in one spot and underdeveloped in another spot. So what had happened was I had an injury and I just couldn't keep up and my confidence was shattered. And so I actually joined the track team because I had a friend who was like, walk on to track. And I was like, okay. So then I finished out high school on the track team. But the goal of this book is to keep girls going there's more on the other side. Push through the, no, don't push through an injury, but try your best, keep your confidence up. Stay keep going. There's more there. And whatever the barrier is, you can work through it. Because a lot for me, a lot of my barriers were psychological either there was a girl on the team I didn't get along with. Or I had a leadership confidence issues and kind of walk through all of those throughout the book and how as an adult looking back, how I would like to handle those if I had a, another chance. Awesome. Leah, or, I've got Leah that just commented for you too. I don't know, Emily, maybe if we unplug your earphones, I'm not sure. Cause I know that Moses sound a little in and out to you. Sorry. Yeah, We're live. So we was just wanna, a tad, but we can, we can, you can try I would think just maybe in. unplug them to see if that. Yeah. I actually have enough. I can try. No, that's, that's probably actually better without that. Better. Oh, is it better? Uh, turn oh, volume on, maybe. Turn my volume down. I don't know if you're playing it on something because maybe it has an echo. But... It's probably coming back through the computer. Yeah. Is that better? Yes. Yeah, we can no. hear you. It's not coming in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay. <laughs> no, thank you. No, you know, technical difficulties, it happens. No big deal. Um, yeah. But anyway, so coming back to, I guess we want to be able to share. I know right now it's tough. Um, kids are staying at home for school in most places. Um, they're not getting the opportunity to not only go to school and interact with friends, 
But now a lot of, I know, especially out here in Vegas, like high school sports for the fall has already canceled for most sports. Like, and I don't know about out there, but then now kids aren't able to be going, aren't able to go and do their, you know, PE classes live. They're not able to go take part in school sports. I know there's some AAU sports that are out there, but what exactly, you know, can parents, can family members focus on to help their kids kind of get through this time during COVID and hopefully use, you know, kind of, I don't know what's available right now or what they can do to help their kids get through this difficult time. Cause I know for me, it'd be tough to be at home, not going yeah. to school. And then on top of that, you can't even go play sports with your friends. Exactly. And the pandemic is definitely hitting kids a little bit different than it's hitting adults. Adults, we, we don't have that same psychological need for social acceptance because we've gotten through adolescence. That's something that impacts adolescents more than it does impact adults because we already worked through it kind of i mean it, some of it comes with us <laughs> so <laughs> what i've seen at least in the area i'm at i'm at oh, there are programs that are implementing covid rules so really doing research and digging in and being proactive as a parent to find those programs and opportunities and even working within your rec department reaching out saying hey is there anything available can we do anything to help support you if you have the bandwidth as a parent also i think even just letting kids going and hanging out socially distant with their friends and working on some skills i mean you can always work on individual skills bringing in a, a coach to be like, all right, let's do, I'm, I'm pick on basketball, ball handling. Y'all can be six feet apart, wearing a mask and doing some handwork and bring your own ball and just being proactive and finding new ways to engage with the sport, with the pandemic parameters, anything's possible. And we are all very creative and just figuring it out and finding what works for your child, I think is the most important piece. What about, um, what was I gonna say? As far as like, what are some of the uh, the lessons or what you, I don't know how to say it, I guess, is what are some of the things, <laughs> what, are, what are some of the, I guess, parts of your book that were, or that you, since you've been working on it, what are some of those, what do you, do you have any favorite sections of your book that really kind of stand out to you? Yes, I have a section about the skill set of time management and compartmentalization. Um, I had this coach, I did one on one lessons with him, and he, I think, is like six, seven, or six, eight, and I'm five, six. So he's this giant human, and then there's me, and he's teaching me life lessons while teaching me how to shoot basketball. And the biggest one he taught me was about compartmentalizing because him and I started our work over the summer and then it went into the school year and all of a sudden my free time's taken up and I was having such a hard time focusing during our practices. He stopped everything we were doing. He looked at me. He's like, what are you thinking about? And I'm like, to be honest, I'm thinking about math class. And he's like, why? And I'm like, because I'm not doing well in it. And it just opened this dialogue of stop trying to think about other things. When you're at basketball, focus on basketball. When you're in math class, focus on math class. So just learning how to kind of separate my thoughts and so that I could excel at each part when I was at the task at hand was such a huge asset to me going through the rest of high school and into adulthood because multitasking is really uh, appealing uh, mm -hmm. 
And if I want to do it all the time, I mean, I would love to be able to sit on this and then also be doing my work emails and then also be working on other book stuff. Right. But I know I wouldn't be successful at having this conversation with you or as engaged if I was doing the 700 things at the same time. So that that whole section is my favorite. And it's and he was such an inspiration to me. I'm like, this is this is for you, Coach Fabby. This is yours. <laughs> well, and I think for most of us that have watched the Tiger Woods um, documentary, we see how compartmentalizing really plays a role in really excelling in a sport or in just in general in life to be able to kind of turn your brain off and focus on just one thing. Um, it really worked for him, at least for a majority of his career. And we see how that goes. But then he negated it. He, he let it go into his emotional attachments to things and feelings. Do you Are you able, Emily, to detach that part of it? Because compartmentalizing your feelings is totally different than compartmentalizing things that you're focusing on to get the task done. Is that something that you're able to separate? Cause it seemed like with tiger seeing that documentary, he was able to, he used it in every aspect and to some with the emotions and attachment, doing that type of behavior was probably to his detriment of having any kind of empathy or any kind of feelings and, and emotions. So I think you still have to keep your, as long as you're not being over emotional or overreacting in a place where it takes away from you. So you lose a game, you lose a game. You got to accept your loss. Cause I do talk about working through feelings rather than just like detaching and ignoring. So that's another section where I talk about life isn't always fun. <laughs> it's <isn't> always <laughs> hunky dory and kind of walking through how you deal with it. So I do address the emotional aspect because you have to respect yourself. And as women, we are told, we always have to multitask and we are too emotional. Wrong. Multitasking. There's so many studies that say multitasking is unhealthy. So don't tell women that they're good at it because no one's good at it. <laughs> right. And then we're not overly emotional. We might be more compassionate or empathetic. I could really get on board with that. But categorizing is if I'm having a bad day and I cry, I'm allowed to feel my feeling, but I also know I have to work through it because tell me I'm over emotional. I might shove it down and then right. I won't feel anything. And that's totally unhealthy. That's not how we should approach emotions. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, what about, so I guess you mentioned a thing about how most girls in sports usually stop playing between middle and high school, middle school and high school. Did you come up with any conclusions as to why that usually is, or is it just a lack of desire or lack of support or what kind of things did you find as far as what that reasoning is? They spread the gamut. There's been so many studies trying to understand why girls in sports have different barriers than boys in sports. <laughs> and it comes down sometimes it's there's access issues. She may not be able to get to practice or she might have an issue like, affording it so there's the financial access and then like the physical access it comes down to support at home if mom needs you home after school to take care of the other siblings but your brother who's about the same age can go play sports and you're the one taking that responsibility on mm -hmm. then there's also confidence confidence is a huge thing if i just listened to um a talk about different coaching styles and how being that super aggressive, like the coach that throws the chair <laughs> that can totally mm -hmm. rack a girl's confidence. And she's not yeah. going to walk in the room. Like, I, like, I don't want to, I don't want to make him angry or her angry because she's not throwing a chair, but rather than creating a safe space where it's like, you can come in and make mistakes and it's fine, but I'm going to show you how to get better. So it's 
there's so many different facet facets to why girls drop off. I would love it to be black and white. This is why we fix the problem, but I think it comes down to all the barriers women face across the board. So true, so true. And the other thing I thought was interesting too was um, when it comes to like women in sports, like you know, we, we all seem to think, you know, it's basketball and now we see girls playing football and it's softball and baseball and soccer, but there's also like cheerleading, there's gymnastics, there's swim. So there's other facets of athleticism that's not in your basic, like main four groups of sports. And I think it's important for young girls to know that they can try anything. Like when I was growing up and growing up, we didn't know that football was an option for girls. We didn't know that, you know. Yeah, I didn't know. We had powder puff. They labeled it powder puff football. Exactly. Football term that we played or I played senior year of high school as that kind of girl on girl type competition of some sort in the football arena. But to label it powder puff, why? Why? <laughs> exactly. Why? I, I, I Actually, still never know why that where that name derived from. I still don't. Maybe I need to look into that to see. Yeah, there's probably someone probably finally explained it. Um, <laughs> actually, the reason why I named the book Lady Fleets has to do with labels. Mm -hmm. So it was something that came up when I was going through high school where if your sports team had a gendered name. So I'm in Massachusetts. We have a canal, the Cape Cod Canal. The school right next to it, their sports mascot was the Canalman. And they were they're trying to figure out how to address the gender issue of their mascot so what a lot of schools started doing is if they had a gendered mascot they would name their girls team the lady canalman of course mm. and at first like you're like oh that's so cool but then my brain as i got older i was like i don't like this because when i think of a lady i think of something like prim and proper but then right. also the connotations of like you're spoken to you're seen but not heard you you know it's it's almost second class, the word lady. And even when you look up the uh, definition in the dictionary, it does. Uh, the lady pays homage to a knight or lover. So by calling a team the lady canalman, mm -hmm. this team now pays homage to the boys version. And that just got me all sorts of riled up. So I'm like, you know what? Let's reclaim the word and make it empowering and kind of take its definition back because it's not going to be perfect unless the team changes their mascot completely. And I think we should really take these terms and start flipping them around, flip the script, be like, yeah, I'm a lady, but I'm a lady fleet. I'm an athlete and I'm better than anything you could imagine. Most definitely. Yeah. And that's funny because I know like the UNLV school out here is the guys are the running rebels, but the girls are the lady rebels, which is nice because I mean, it kind of sounds cool for a second, but then you're like, well, why do they have to have lady? I mean, why do you have to have a lady in front of it? It doesn't exactly. Make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I think the Rebels women's basketball team now. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't heard lady. I, I get what you're saying because I remember Lady Rebels. Yeah. And I think they still have it as their thing, but I think um, the jargon now is the women's. Oh, good. Running Rebels good. or women's basketball team. Yeah. Good. Well, another yeah. thing too that I wanted to talk about is because I know just in like listening to all the women that we've seen in that video earlier, as well as like through, you know, when you when you get see interviews with the WNBA players or other women that have made it so high up in sports, it's because of a coach 
or someone that was a figure in their life that was there for them, maybe because coaches are kind of like, I mean, after practices, two a days, I mean, weekends, uh, out of state tournaments, they're Mm -hmm. like your second family. And you're basically turning to them for any problems, issues, problems at home. I mean, things that are, I mean, though they're like a second outlet for you. So it's kind of, it's almost like a second, um, a family where you have that extra bubble around your life for help or girl problems, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Definitely. And coaches are so important to an athlete's essentially support system because they're not quite a teacher and they're not quite a parent. They're this other adult they can lean on and not to use like psychology words, but it's a social event. It's something where this adult is trained to be in this position. Coaches have to go through training. We have to go through, if the program's good, they put you through training. They don't just send you right in and say, good luck. Uh, they put you through some kind of training and they know how to handle these and they, they want to help you. Coaches do not want you to feel be afraid to come to them. They want to have these dialogues. If you're and I can think of this one girl, her and I did not get along on the team and it was plain as day outside of the gym. But if you put us in the gym, put us on the court together, you'd think we were best friends. It was the weirdest phenomenon that like, our coach kept putting us together and eventually it just it got to me and I went to him crying like, I can't play with her. And he's like, why? Because you guys do great on the court. And I'm like, because X, Y, Z, then I went through all the social issues that were going mm-hmm. on and he was able to step in and kind of be there for me while I'm literally crying at 15 years old to this like 30 year old man who's just like, <laughs> and at, at first you would think that'd be weird, but he totally took it in stride and he was able to help me find solutions. And he wasn't talking to me like my mom would, and he wasn't talking to me like a teacher would. It was a really great moment to be like okay I got this and being able to really talk to me as an athlete and as someone going through a hard time yeah and I think they also give you that constructive criticism and mostly Mm -hmm. usually do it in a a beneficial way like I know for me when I was growing up like my dad was always the angry parent that's like you could have done this you could have done that and my mom would be like well you know just but your coach is one that's like listen here's what happened here's what's this is what you need to do. Focus on this. Try this. I mean, granted, both my parents helped me a lot as far as getting athletic and be having a skill and working out with me in the, uh, you know, off times or making sure I was getting to practices. But I think it's important to realize how important those coaches are. And I think sometimes coaches take that for granted and not realizing the importance of their own role in some of these, maybe like you said, lesser um accredited places where maybe they aren't getting the 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 teachings and the programs to and the um, background they have to have to to make it good for the students and make it good for the kids but yeah I don't know if you've heard about Miss Val from UCLA she's the gymnastics uh, coach out there and she has a great story because she went in with one strategy and it failed it totally failed she went in as kind of the hard-headed coach who is gonna be angry and assertive. And she actually was smart enough and reflective enough to take a step back and realize that something was wrong. And she turned inward and said, what am I doing wrong to her, uh, to her gymnasts? Mm-hmm. And they're like, we don't like your coaching style. And she totally flipped the script. And now look at Nia Dennis, like look yeah. at all these girls she's producing who are mm-hmm. just hitting it so hard because she's giving them the opportunity to grow. And I think she's the prime example of why coaches whether it's volunteer paid or other need to take their job seriously because you're giving an opportunity for a person and you need to nurture it. 
And it's something that not everybody can do. Not everybody can be a coach. Not everybody can be in that type of role. So, Emily, let me ask you. I know you mentioned one coach that you um, are paying homage to. Is there a high, another high-profile coach that you always looked to or was a fan of or said, you know, that's the kind of style that I like in any of the aspects? It could be male or female. But is there one particular that stood out to you that got you into the coaching bug? If I said when Kevin Garnett had to sit on the bench when he got injured way back around the Celtics, when he got injured and he was sitting on the bench and he was being like a coach, I was like, that's when I'm done being a player. That's what I want to convert to was that kind of style on how he took it in stride. Because sometimes you think, oh, player to coach, is that a downgrade? And he took it like, nope, it's just a new role. I'm going to step into and own it. And just, I think that mindset transition is what really inspired me being like, oh, I could do that next in my sports career. So I think Kevin Garnett's little injury moment (laughs) got got a light bulb going in my brain. Very cool. Very cool. I love it. So is there like some words of wisdom that you'd offer to girls, not say just the parents now, but to girls on maybe communicating, um, being able to, you know, I don't know, because I know sometimes it's hard to, you know, if your family doesn't have the funds or you don't have the transportation or is there something that you can convey to younger girls that maybe could watch this or see this or read your book eventually as to some tips on what they can do to kind of keep themselves involved and maybe to be able to access those kind of sports and being able to, you know, learn these skills to help them in the future? Yes. Well, I say definitely read my book. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say definitely to do that. Shameless but plug. I, Love it. Yeah. <laughs> but I Let's think there are so many organizations out there now and everyone has, hopefully has access to the internet. I know there's some areas in this country that still don't, but if you can go online and look them up, I know every kid's sport organization, they help with funds and access and that's really their mission, getting in touch with other players, older players, maybe if someone has a car, if it's a car transportation issue, you know, really linking up and building your support network is what's going to get you through, especially if say your access issues, confidence. Once, if you build a support network of other female athletes nowadays, I think depending on the sport, if I think it's more team oriented, they want to build you up because everyone knows the weakest link. So if you can make the weakest link stronger, instead of using that analogy to be like, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest player. That's a bad thing. Why don't you say that's a good thing? Because then we will build you up so then we can all be great. And I think that's kind of the mindset shift that's been going on. And individual sports, swimming, dancing, and gymnastics, I think there's also a mindset shift going on too. That's what I've been kind of tuned into. I've been seeing this less me, 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 but more like, no, we're all in it together. We win or lose, even if we're marked individually, Mm -hmm. we win or lose as a team. So we all have to succeed. And with you playing, growing up playing basketball, and I know, I don't personally know your age, but I know that you're younger than me and Mo. Um, Speak for yourself. Not to throw us Speak for yourself. (laughs) I'm with you, Emily. Whatever age you are, we're rolling with it for me. Sounds great. I know for us, like the WNBA really wasn't around until later on when we were already past our real young years. I won't say too young, but um, when we were kids. Yes, we we didn't have that. So is there anybody that you looked up to in the WNBA having played basketball that was kind of like a an idol or like, you know, I always had Michael Jordan in my room growing up. Like, I don't know if other, if girls out there, if they had posters of some of these NBA, WME players growing up in their rooms or who, what their role models were in the league. 
Yes, I actually had a BC college girl who I looked up to because she was on American Idol and she played college ball at BC. Ayla Brown, I believe her name is. That's the one that's coming to my brain. We're going to roll with it. So she was like my idol. I told my mom all the time. I was like, I want to be like her when I grow up. I want to play college at BC, uh, college ball at BC, and I want to be on American Idol. Because <laughs> I saw her with like everything I wanted. And she also looked like she had brown hair. I was like, no, that's me. That is me in whatever amount of years it's going to be. And just like mm. okay Emily I can be but I remember she was she was she was on TV I mean she was a bas- a girl basketball player on TV and it wasn't so sports coverage for female sports is like four percent four to seven percent compared to men so actually seeing a female athlete I think that was the first time it hit me like you you play sports after high school was when I saw her play right. and so I think that was where it started clicking for me. Like, wait, I can do this longer than just playing at the tech school down the street. So I, I think for me, it was still college ball was where it ended. And now I, I'm so impressed hearing all the language around. I learned the other day, there's a women's national hockey league. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm following the Boston Pride. I'm like, wait, where am I then? And so it's so exciting getting to have these conversations and learning about all the women's professional sports that are out there. And I'm really hoping that our TV networks get on board and start having fun more often. Most definitely. I know that the women's hockey league, I was like, wait, what? And then I know that um, I think some of those games or schedule had been cut down because of COVID this season or the championship might've been, but um, hockey, rugby, women in rugby, like I'm just, I'm amazed by the athleticism that I see. Um, But if you're tuning in now, please um, welcome and joining us, Emily Williams, author of Lady Fleets that will be coming out shortly and soon. Um, if you are tuning in or if you're listening to the podcast audio wise later on on one of the podcast platforms, if you can, maybe go to YouTube, check out the video we posted. Cause I think what I, sh- that video I had from ESPNW was just a phenomenal, like being able, if I was a kid like that girl in that video and you're seeing women that are coaching in the NBA, women that are driving NASCAR races, Women that are, you know, NFL GMs of MLB, head coaches of the WNBA. I mean, it's just like there's so many things that I wish I could have saw as a kid that could have maybe inspired me or, you know, I think at some point, like maybe in like middle, like high school, I was kind of like, like, I'm not going to I'm not great enough to go play like at D1. And at that point I was like, well, I don't, there's nothing else to do. Like I need to go to school. I need to graduate. I need to have a career. Like those were options growing up when I was growing up. So to be able to see those things a young and go, Oh my gosh. Like when the girl Googled women in sports, I was like, I would have, first of all, we didn't have internet, (laughs) (laughs) but to be able to like actually have and do that and be able to think, Oh my God, these women are out here doing such major things. Like it's phenomenal. And it's phenomenal for you too, like to be able to meet people like you that are actually writing books on it or that are interacting with their community or that are doing other things to help kind of get that word out. I mean, I guess kind of like Mo and I, but had we thought of this like, you know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, who knows, but it's like, everybody's kind of coming around to the idea that women are powerful, which they have always been. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we always have been. It's, it's the dirty secret no one wants to talk about. No, I know. They just, they don't want to give credit sometimes, but it's okay. We, we deal with it. We're strong. <laughs> but Emily, is there um, anything else um, about the book, 
I, do you have an expected time frame or timeline as to when it might be done? Yeah. So actually we're in the editing phase now and I believe we're like in that final stretch, which is super exciting to kind of watch it go from being this brainchild of mine and like typing in my office and weird hours of the day to all of a sudden like handing it over to an editor and be like, can you make sure I have commas in the right place? <laughs> so that's kind of exciting. And we're like right in that final stretch and I'm hoping March, that's like my dream date to get it out. If I could have, I would have had it out today. I thought that, that would have been perfect. But I had to finish that last ch chapter. <laughs> Wonderful. And for anyone that is watching us live right now in the comments and in the notes section of the, of the bio for today's show, there is a link where you can go to Emily's. What's the link? It's your um, author's notes, I guess. Can you explain kind of what that is? Yeah, it's my author's note. It kind of touches a little more on what what inspired me to write the book and just kind of a thank you. It's like that thank you note at the end of the book. Um, and it will also, so you go in there, you get a download P PDF and you get to kind of see behind the scenes of my brain, which I don't know if that's scary or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emily, we wish you all of continued success. We are eager I am super eager to get this book. So please keep us posted um, when it drops so that we can go ahead and share it and promote it on all of our social um, platforms. And we wish the best to you. We can't wait for more books. Do you have other topics that you're trying? I know you said this is your first, but it sounded like you already have thought process into more. Oh, yeah. I, I want to talk through all the different aspects of athleticisms with females because through working with talking to women like you and other women, I'm learning so much more. And maybe you're an athlete who goes coach. Maybe you're an athlete who goes, so my background's in mathematics. Maybe you become a sports statistician. I know that was on my dream list in college of jobs to do. And how do you break those barriers? Because those are still sports barriers that I think we're just going to pioneer through in the next 10 years. I'm all for it. Exactly. That's wonderful. I love it. I love it. Well, our audience <laughs> loved it. Thank you, Steph, for coming in. Um, Mother-in-law of the year here. <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But thank you so much, Emily. We really look forward to you. Please let everybody know where they can find you on social media or if they want to like so they can like and follow your journey as well. Yeah, I can throw it um, in the comments on Facebook so everyone can come by. Okay, wonderful. Very Thank cool. you so much, Emily. We appreciate it. And we'll we'll be staying tuned to waiting for the book. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. I love it. God. Emily Williams, you guys. Man, it's round of great applause. to have an innovator that's gonna write a book on the things that she loves most. And we never hear anything about authors talking about a coaching style or things to address to female athletes. The the kind of the speak to, if you will book um right. for women i like right. it i'm all about it thanks goose yeah thank you sure yeah, thanks for tapping in thanks too. for everybody um that is watching right now and got to see this lovely interview because it's a rare occasion that we have an author on this is the first time we've actually had an author on oh actually we've had cecilia Wait. towns on shout out to her because she's oh. written a book and we've yeah. had her since she's yeah but yeah. this is the first time we've actually had someone that we could actually speak to us on a different perspective yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to coaching, we always blame coaches. We always talk about <laughs> the misses and opportunities of coaches and yeah, it's very refreshing. I'll say. That's it's so sure. nice to see like women 
getting these ideas to like start like a monumental movements. Like well, I just that's the feel- thing. It really is because with COVID, I think that's the time where everybody was supposed to sit down, reflect, give up with ideas and mm-hmm. have some ingenuity to do something different. And mm-hmm. totally using that quarantine time, look at the fruition of what she was able to do. That's I amazing. Know. I yeah, know. it's incredible. Very good. Very, very cool. Um, I don't think. Thanks for everybody again, timing in, and we didn't get a chance to shout everybody out. I don't know if her link will come up, but if not, we'll make sure to post and share and tag her uh, later. But if you're on our, you know, Girl Chat Sports, I think we tagged her on Facebook as well as. um, Um, She's on Twitter too. So I did a tag on that for her too. Mm -hmm. And Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. I love it. That's. I just, I, and in that video, every time it just makes me like, oh man, maybe I should have been born like in the nineties. Not really. Cause then I, no, no, I don't want to be, but I just wish that we would have had this movement back when I was young. You know what I mean? It would have been nice. Would have been nice. Um, so for those that are watching, uh, that's her Instagram there, there the go. author Perfect. underscore Emily Williams. Yes. Yeah. I know her Facebook was in there too. So, um, but we can move on to a little sports, other sports. We can keep it a little bit with, uh, are you watching the game, Mo? You know I am. You know I am. Well, it's halftime right now. Pelicans okay. and the Suns, uh, they are playing in New Orleans. The score is 46-48. Pelicans are leading by two. I just, you know, NBA action. Like I know. Like, this, is, this is your moment. This is your moment. Games, and it's just, like, so intriguing. And tomorrow's game is Lakers and Nuggets at home. Our Lakers have been on a seven-game road trip. Seven games. All over the place. They're the only team that has done a seven-game stint away like that. That is crazy. But that's what they do with these championship teams. The Warriors had to do it at one point when they won. Lakers are doing it now. I mean, now they're finally home. Now they're and finally how are home. The, how are the Lakers doing? I know they had a pretty good road test up until their their loss. Well, the last, last two week. games, it got a little fatigued uh, in them and lack of defense caused them to lo- have some losses. But we're still in the game. I mean, hey. And I'm wondering how season. much. And I'm wondering how much factors into it now that they have those new rules where you can't leave your hotel unless it's for specific, you know, team oriented stuff. Well, they so, need to. They should have bubbled them again. But I knew these I players didn't want to do a bubble anymore. And I get it. You don't want to be away from your family that long amount of a time. But at the end of the day, games are getting manipulated again because of COVID outbreaks. Yeah. Games are getting postponed, pushed back, scheduled. It's just a mess. But even in the bubble, at least they had they could get outside their room and they could do other things because it was a legitimate bubble. Whereas now they're like confined to their hotel almost. You know what I mean? Which is... Mm-hmm. It's yeah, crazy. They and now on, they, they brought it on themselves. Man, be responsible. That's all I can say. Shoot. Well, now the NBA is going to be enforcing that they're wearing like KN95 or mm. I don't know what the KF94 is, but I'm guessing it's something similar where it's more of a medical grade kind of mask. So they're upping it. No more cloth masks for the guys in the NBA. No more displays. Good, because we need them healthy. And how can you play when you may have a risk and then you've got people, fans sitting closest courtside yelling at you, whatever the case may be. Um, and oh, be course subject I to getting, getting Getting uh, posed to an infection, of, of possibly, or the virus. You know, like, it's just, it's crazy. You know, I have to applaud our Staples Center for not allowing fans at all, you know, because it's, 
It's what's necessary. This what is, do you think about that incident with the, I won't even call it an incident, but with the. I don't. I mean, she never make it on Housewives of Atlanta doing that kind of stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. a, uh, what is it? 10 minutes of fame. I mean, yeah, of course. whatever. And all of whatever. her posts about after the, that they got kicked. I'm like, who cares? No one knows who you are. No one cares. I mean, the Not thing of it is, is, is she really 25 is my question. She looked old enough to be 50 in my opinion, but I'm not going to slander the woman. It is what it is. You got your minute of fame. No one cares. No one knows who you are. You had a Karen <laughs> moment with your, sh- with your dad or husband, I'm sorry, husband. And your sister like wife. And your sister wife. <laughs> and your friend. And you thought, you know, you could get in the face. Hey, people try to risk it all to do it. I hey, whatever you do for cloud. I mean, if you ta- if you have LeBron James out of your mouth and you get to hashtag that and have a video associated to it, I guess that makes you insta famous. If that's what you're looking for. Uh, well, you know, that's what other than that, who cares? I mean, funny. these these players get it all the time from fans. They really do. And sometimes well, and that's the thing is that they haven't had malicious. it for so long because there haven't been fans. So I think that's also yeah, it makes it exciting, you know. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it's like sit down. Like he told you to sit down. He told his mama to sit down one time too. Said the same <laughs> thing to his mom, and we saw it in real time on TV. So you're no exception to the rules. Sit your a down. Nah, nah. Nah, that down. So, oh my goodness, ah, it is what it is. Much. It's too much. It's way too much. Twenty twenty one. This is the year that you know we keep going with stuff hitting the fan and things coming out and resurfacing and all kinds of stuff. So, hey, NBA action is fantastic as it is, <laughs> and it's in uh, Atlanta and Georgia. I mean, Georgia's uh, open, open anyway. So the shenanigans are I don't always. Even good. Know what Just don't risk are my players' health that. yelling at them. You know, you uh, pulled your mask down to yell. You had your little glittery mask on. Didn't double mask like the rest of normal folk. You know, just sit down. It, sit down. it was like upper chin or something too. I don't know. You happy you just sitting there. You lucky to even be up And that's band. actually where the all-star game is going to be this year. Oh, Can you imagine gosh. the cases? God bless March. I'm telling you. Ooh. Everybody pray for the month of March because it's a lot of stuff going on. And Yeah. And it's, Spring uh, training opens up. Mm-hmm. All of that. So, yeah. Good luck yeah. with all of that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Major League Baseball had proposed to start their season a month late in the end of April. They wanted to, you know, be cautious, take care of protocols. However, the MLBPA rejected it and was like, uh uh. So apparently, Major League Baseball will remain on starting opening day on April 1st. Yeah. Uh, Spring training is, I think, like the 17th, like pitchers and catches report. So. We'll see, but I guess there's still no idea as to if Arizona is going to allow fans at spring training. We know Florida will. I mean, it's Florida, but Texas might too. Who knows? Arizona, though, they were allowing fans to go to the hockey games. They're allowing fans to go to these Suns games, so they may allow allow it for the um, for the for the fans to go to spring training. I know the vaccination rate of people getting vaccinated out there is higher than most states. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people are on it. So maybe they will possibly open it up a little bit more for that. But mm, time will tell. It's very, oh, and then you got this new self-mutating one. Yeah. Give the dudes a full seat. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, let's roll with it because, you know, the shortened season, it's not an asterisk for my daughters to win that World Series. They won fair and square. But I want to see them win back-to-back on a full season as well. And if that's yeah. the case of them playing their full schedule, my only concern is they're traveling. 
and all of that and going to these different places like that gets to be a little risky to me but uh we just have to see how it goes yeah i really don't know brian had yeah. the news to attend to so he's just coming back and he said <laughs> we love who's brian. winning the super bowl um i'm going with the person that's going to get me paid <laughs> and that's tampa bay buccaneers because i have a ticket out for them to win four hundred dollars if tampa bay wins the super bowl not about points, no money line, no none of that. Just win loss. And if they win, I get some money. So I'm right. going with the money. I'm rolling with the money. And right now the, in my division. I don't want them to win. Why would I right want now the win? Chiefs are favored by three and a half. The over right. it's a terrible bet. It's plus sixty. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bucks um money uh the Bucks with the spread because I feel like I feel like they can either get to three or they'll win. Here's the deal. I hadn't realized this until watching the news this weekend that the Chiefs aren't even going to be in, in Tampa until Saturday. Mm. Like I've ne that's never happened in Super Bowl history where the one of the teams shows up the day before. It's like a regular game. Can you imagine? Not only have they dealt with let's get to the the COVID barber situation in a second. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but can you imagine like it's Super Bowl. I know there's no media days and stuff like that, but to not even be in the city and to like be a, you know, get accustomed and just get rested and well, but you're flying in on Saturday to go to the game. So I already feel like that is going to mess it up. Plus you're missing some key players off your O-line too. They're going to have a couple people out, yeah. um, but it's not going to stop Tyreek Hill and Kelsey by, by not a long shot. Well, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to, uh, yeah, Tampa and my money. I'm not a Chiefs fan, Brian. Like, why would I go with the Chiefs in my division? Why would I even risk that? Why would I? You know, I'm all for the black quarterback. And here's the deal: I'm all, but I'm I'm not doing it. Not in the AFC West. No, that's not happening. As a Raider fan, we would never want the Chiefs to win. Why would we want that? That's just not realistic. Well, so I don't I don't want Tom to win, but I think the Bucks, the rest of the team, before the influx of old Patriots deserve to win something. And I think Bruce Arians deserves to win a championship. Um, I just feel like, like I said, Kansas City flying in on a Saturday, missing players. Let's get to the COVID. Let's get to the barbershop question. First of all, before we even talk about the barber um, being there and spreading COVID across the team with <laughs> having COVID and stuff, and they have this whole team barber. This is the thing I don't like. It's a catch-22 for both of these Super Bowls, okay? Because you have Tampa Bay, and if they win, guess who gets a ring? who doesn't deserve it, who we didn't think was coming back to the league, but you got Antonio Brown getting a Super Bowl ring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. Tom yeah. has one enough. I Tom agree. Has, but what's enough? Because this man just said he played till he's 45 years old. He's going to say he played till maybe after 45. Yeah. Like that's crazy. But anyway, to your, Oh, yeah, both of the tackles Thank are hurt you. too. But here's the thing: who's if what if they're two on uh, Kelsey? You got Tariq Hill open. That's the crazy. Yeah, yeah. rooting for the cheap. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. tough. Call. I mean, yeah, I, I, I need my money, Brian. If, if, I just if, need if, it to be a good game. Like I don't want no I, crazy blow. It needs to go yeah, down to the wire. I don't want, to be, I don't want yeah. to be boring or anything like that. But check this out, Brian. You keep going with this Chiefs nonsense. I'm gonna have you pay me my four hundred dollars. I'm telling you that right now. Ooh. Get your bank. Uh, get your checkbook out because that's. I need to go with the money. I need everybody to be on the money side. Who knows what I do with the with the money I win? I might give some people. You might want me to win this money. You never know. So let's go with it, you know? But anyway, this barber. Talk about it, Mel. Talk about it. So 
first of all, and this is what I don't understand, because if all of us, we all know men, right? We all know guys, and we know when they usually go to the barbershop. It's usually right before they're going out, a birthday, a party, a function. It's usually that day or the day before something major. So the fact that 20 guys on the Chiefs were scheduled to get their hair cut by the barber on Sunday, a whole week prior to the Super Bowl. I don't know if it was because of media days or the interviews, the online interviews, but they're all scheduled to go um, get the barber and have him cut his hair on Sunday. Like they have 15 minute intervals, like 20 of them stacked, including Patrick Mahomes. Well, the first two or the first, I don't know if it's just one that got in there first, but um, I'm trying to find his name again. I forgot it. who it was. But the barber has COVID. Oh, Daniel Kilgore. Yeah, so Daniel Kilgore's in the chair. The, the barber apparently attested negative leading up through the days. But I guess his very last test came back positive. So they went to go yank him while he's literally cutting Daniel Kilgore's hair. And apparently since he had posted a picture with like half his head shaved, which was, I think, false because I believe he, since they were already in close contact and he was going to get the odd masks on, he was going to get basically put on the, on the COVID list anyways, that he was like, finish my hair. But had they not caught that right then, think of the oh, yeah. 20 players all in COVID they protocol. They probably had to postpone the Super Bowl outright. I don't think they would have gone on with it. And you can't, you can't, the thing is you have to test negative five consecutive days. So this is Sunday. So you literally have to test negative all week long just to be able to go to the Super Bowl and play. Yeah, and, and remember, keep in mind, your test is only for the status of that day. So you can get it in between those intervals of every time you test. So, and everybody's like, oh, I don't know. Tested, it could I've been be, good. Yeah. No, you just tested negative for that day that you tested. We don't know the duration of the interval mm -hmm. of the time now after your test. That just only tells you the status of that day from the time you, you took it, you know? So, yeah, that that's crazy, though. But one team barber, though? You mean somebody don't have a backup? Or well, I'm sure they only had one because to cut your hair to and line you bubble. up before you leave. But why are you doing it a whole week before the game? Like, why wouldn't you want a fresh cut Friday? I don't know. Why? I don't know. I feel like all of them have some kind of, you got, these guys with their entourage, I know they're living in the houses with them. I know there's a barber somewhere in that entourage that's cutting up and giving them fresh lineups. You can't tell me that this one particular guy is the ultimate all team cutting everybody up like that. Or guess what? It's COVID. Like, just cut the barber for a week. It's it's Super Bowl. Like you don't have the opportunity to screw this one up just in case. Could you imagine? Sounds like it's all bad. Them on the COVID list, though. Could with sounds Patrick like it's all bad for Kansas City right now. Sounds like they're not getting oh their gosh. just desserts as they head into this. Oh my gosh! Hey, Might be a sign. <laughs> what's up to Rick, our Uber guy? Oh in the yeah, house? Uber yes. guy. I love yes. Uber guy. Yes, I love it. Let's see what B Sal, Sal says. What's really crazy if someone important got COVID, we wouldn't hear about it until after. Yeah. Never, yeah, for sure. They wouldn't they never push the Super Bowl back and play without Brady. Brady would, yeah, Mahomes would be in there. Oh, man. But if Mahomes <laughs> got it, then would it be postponed? I'm just asking. Or they might not announce it. But wouldn't you have to announce it, though? I think you like, would. Because, well, it would be like, like he's saying that situation in the World yeah. Series with Justin Turner. Justin Turner yeah. was out there. They yanked him in the middle of the thing and, like, you have COVID. They want, yeah. So I could see that point, too. 
Very so interesting. Everybody's like, well, it's just, it's our last game. Like, let's just go for it, play through it. I don't know. Maybe they're all getting a signature cut. Maybe they were getting a KC engraved in the back of their heads. Maybe it was some kind of solidarity move. Who knows? Maybe some lightning stripes or something. I don't know. I just couldn't imagine. Like, the back. I don't when know. I saw that, I was like, oh my God, could you imagine all 20 of those players? Being I saw that and was just shaking my head. Like, you've got to be kidding me. But this is what it looks like for COVID season. It's crazy. Oh, so crazy stuff going on for real. So out there that are betting people, this is like the supreme betting day of the year. We've got different Super Bowl picks. We've got, you can pick, you know. Yeah, what are the prop bets looking like? Oh my God, there's so many. I haven't even gone through them all, but like you can pick like who scores more than who. Like I think Ocho Cinco had said that he would delete his Twitter if Kelsey didn't score a touchdown. And I think he had bet that, um, what was the, uh, if he bet something else about, I think uh, somebody, some uh, camera who it was having more points than Evans or more yards than Evans. But interesting. I mean, there's so, I can't even go through them. Like it's just ridiculous amounts of prop bets. Yeah. Well, they've, they've aired the commercials too, what the commercials are going to be looking like for Super Bowl Sunday. That's the one thing I kind of look forward to is the commercials. But some of the commercials have been kind of like, eh, the last couple of years. So right. maybe they'll bring it this year with some commercials. Yeah, the commercials yeah. and plus um, half. Well, the weekend halftime show, I'm already $7 sick of million dollars he has paid for his halftime show. His theatrics for the halftime show. On top of what he's seven million of his own seven, money. Yeah, there. exactly. Seven so it's going to be quite money. the spectacular performance. I know that I'm personally sick of his song already. Like I, everywhere I like you, Blinded Lights. I love it. But it's kind of like when you hear it 24-7 all the time, like that's all you hear. It's all you hear. I haven't hear. heard it 24-7. Oh, I have. Like but every station, I every... like it. Mm. It makes me want to put on like my my um, sweatband, straighten my hair out and put it in a ponytail, my leg warmers, and start doing jazzercise. That's what it makes me want to do. You should do that first Super Bowl Sunday. No. And go yeah. live. Yeah. <laughs> My brother will be sitting here looking at me like, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? (laughs) And that's the other thing is that it's, you know, this whole COVID has now impacted. Like last year's Super Bowl was fine. Everybody got to have all their enjoyment, was partying, do whatever. Super Bowl Sunday is a little bit different now. Did you see what the CDC put out? No. Yes. So the CDC has a list of things that you should not do. During your Super Bowl parties. Don't tip and dip. Or, your, see, they ain't even talk about that. They the ain't even talk about the double dip. The double well, the double dip thing should have been the ultimate party rule anyway. I watch, I'm a double dip yeah. police person. I watch people who double dip. I'm like, you just double dipped. Right. But they're talking about avoid cheering. So you basically can't yell, chant, cheer. They prefer you to stomp or clap. Okay. So you're going to be doing this. Doop, doop. Might as well play queen in the background. You might as well. <laughs> might as well. Let's get it cracking. And then you have to wear a mask at all times. They're talking about wearing a mask at all times and remain six feet apart. But then here's the other thing. When there is a break, if it's a timeout or anything like that or a halftime, do not go to the bathroom to avoid the crowds. They want you to go to the restroom <laughs> during the game. You might miss a pivotal play, but they're changing when it's a commercial break or anything like that or halftime. Do not try to go to the bathroom at that time to avoid the crowds and everyone else that's in it. Okay?
I cannot. And use touchless payment options. And a shout out to the businesses that do do that yeah. or have the, the, the menus that are virtual and that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, no chanting or cheering, no screaming. Well, I mean, what? if you're in your mask, who's it hurting? It's catching. I mean, it's It's not. catching everything, right? So I don't Well, it's probably because there's, there's, there's going to be those people that wear their masks down here. And oh, like a chin strap? Thinking, and thinking, thinking, yeah. still. Or maybe when you're taking a sip, you're like, go, go. And you spill but it all. I, I don't get it. That for the venues that are hosting Super Bowl parties, like there's like sports books are still having them. There's a couple of venues in Vegas on the strip that are having them still. But per Nevada law right or per Nevada COVID rules right now, four to a table. So now... Before you could have like, you know, eight, 10 people, your friends, all you all put on the table. It's like $500, $600. Mm. Now it's four people to have to still spend that same amount of money. Yeah. They spending it though. I mean, I mean, I'm sure they're really nice to me. I'm sorry. Couch looks real good to me, especially if you got a big TV. I feel like it works. I don't know. I was, I'm prepared for this year. I got my new <laughs> You're doing it out. Hey, listen. So Brian brought up the, the Michael P. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, Alexa Amazon commercial. Can we just, have you seen it? I haven't watched it yet. Let's not. I'm sure he looks amazing, but he's well, with Lori Harvey now. So I'm totally off no, Michael B. Jordan. Now. However, but the, I mean, it's basically like this life-size Alexa, who is Michael B. Jordan. In whenever you say hello, Alexa, can you run me a bath? And then Michael B. Jordan's in her bath. The teasing is, uh, is so unfair. It's it so unfair. It'd be you... one thing when I could say, oh, I'm all for it, but you have a woman now and you're posting your woman all over the place. So now all I can think about is him and her. Like it'd be nice. Is there a doppelganger that could look like Michael B. Jordan that would appear in my bed for Alexa or my um? I don't know, but I can't. I can't even fantasize about this guy no more because. Hey, no, he's but the guy, the guy that was in uh, a night in Miami that played Jim Brown, is it? I didn't watch it. Oh, it's on Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay, so let's talk about this whole rumor thing of Raiders kicking the tires. Try and do shop uh, other quarterbacks, which we I had told you um, Gruden is a quarterback guy. Of course. They're always going to be having talks about quarterbacks coming, this kind of thing. The price tag for Deshaun is a very expensive one. I don't know if the Raiders could afford that because they want two ones, two twos, and they want two of your top defensive linemen. We have no defense, so we don't have a top two defensive lineman that we could give up. Uh, for that, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they're saying Derek Carr is a very marketable quarterback that could go the other way. Like he yeah. could be marketable enough where we could still do a three three way trade with him and get some get Deshaun Watson or something, which would hey it'd elevate us up just a notch because Deshaun Watson has rushing yards like no other compared to Carr. Um, you still have Job Jacobs on the line. You still have Aguilar out there. Plus, with that reunion of Deshaun Watson, Hunter Renfro will actually get touches now. He will actually get the ball thrown to him, and he has great hands. So mm -hmm. do I have a problem with them suggesting this? Not really. I mean, the only thing is, is the Texans willing to take Derek, or Derek Carr when they've had his brother in the past on that Houston, Texas <laughs> team the, well. that didn't work out in their favor. So I don't know how that would look, but the fact that, you know, and all GMs of all teams talk during off season about court, they all shop. It's just like you're shopping for something you're really not looking for, yeah. but you're just going to put it out there and just window shopping. Happen. Yeah. window shopping and we'll see what pops up.
But there's the steam is really kind of rising to this. And people had gotten on Colin Coward for saying that, you know, if Raiders decided to go after Deshaun Watson, they could give up Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and all these Raider fans, Raider Nation went nuts. Don't give up Waller. Yeah, why would you give up Waller? Why would you do that? This kind of thing. And that's just a crazy notion. Why would that happen? Well, here's the thing. We're in Vegas. Vegas's lights, stars, everything. If we were to get rid of Shiny and Bright. Yes, if we were to get rid of a Darren Waller, what star power do you think of a tight end we could get? Could it be a George Kittle? Could it be, you know, someone of that, you know? And says, I think they're asking for so much that teams aren't willing to go there. They then, then they go back and tell Watson, we tried, bro. See what trains. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. That's the funny thing about that because the Texans even have leverage on Deshaun Watson's uh, training camp. So if he doesn't show up to training camp, he gets a hefty fine, right? He gets $50,000 a day. He does not show up for camp. If he agrees to not, you know, show up for any of these practices, he gets another fine. They have a $21.6 million cap and they could potentially lose all that. Even if Deshaun were to quote, say, I retire and I'm leaving, you know, but the leverage that the Texans want for this guy is a very expensive price tag. I don't know any team. 49ers might look at him. You know, they don't really want to give him up. That's the whole point. Well, they don't, but he wants to leave. And since he's asked right. to be traded, they're going to oblige him and try to get him traded. But they yeah, definitely but they want to. a lot for it. They don't have to, but they are willing to have the talk. Right. Yeah. So it's not just the Raiders that could shop for him. San Francisco could look at him too. I mean, a lot of teams could look at him. I don't know what is going to happen with the Stafford and um, Stafford being in the Rams. Everybody's saying that's going to be a force. This guy has been in the league for 12 years. You had a Megatron and a Golden Tate, and you still didn't go to the playoffs. So I don't understand how that's going to work. But new team, New Jersey, maybe something will change. I don't know. But for Raiders, I think it's just talk. We I don't think we can afford Deshaun. But if we got him, that would be awesome. Says rumors are now flowing that he'll sit out if not. Yeah, trade. Exactly. yeah, he loses, yeah he loses a lot of money because they're gonna find him. That's the leverage that the Texans have. I read that. Too. And who's you know, gonna drop forty mil? Like that's an Antonio Brown move. Like that's not right. And he's deal. not gonna. He, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. He might be upset and yeah. angry, but he'll have to come play because it'd be a ninety-five thousand dollar fine just initially if he doesn't, you know, decide to play. Training camp alone is fifty, then six hundred thousand each game or something crazy number. Like, yeah, he he yeah, he he probably get traded. Somebody's gonna take him. I mean, the Jets definitely could afford him, but they don't have they don't Who have the leverage on the defensive end. He wouldn't want to go there. No, he wouldn't. And in his contract, even with him, Deshaun has in that contract of his trade, he gets to pick where he wants to go. Like he can agree or disagree of where he does. He gets to choose if he wants to take it or not. Yeah, it's not a you know horse thing. So I just find it all interesting. But you know, every day new news pops up. He yeah. may become a Raider. I mean, if he does, hey, I welcome it. Get yeah, them run we'll yards going. But we need defense. We need defense badly. We don't have it. That's our issue. Offensively, we were we were doing our thing. We were okay. And Derek Carr is not one of those jump at uh, quarterbacks. You know, he's actually proven himself to be who we thought he was all along. Just the injury forced him to kind of mute his play and his own mentals and all of that, but he got it back starting in the last season with us. So hmm. well I mean they could just get rid of Carr and Mariota. Well Mariota probably will be gone anyway. I don't know if Mariota's <laughs> gonna stay. I mean I give him the two for one. Well, where's Mariota gonna go? And New England still doesn't have a quarterback. Where what's going on with them? 
Are they shopping him too? Raiders, Miami, or Jacksonville, honey? Ah, with Tua and Fitz? I don't know. I think Jacksonville would probably be a good look. Jacksonville probably would be a good look for Carr. I could see him flourishing there. I could see him doing something there. Yeah. Who knows? Who the heck knows? Uh, But one thing I found funny in this whole thing that the news popped up is that Mm -hmm. the Falcons have decided to keep Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, which... Really? One team needs to make some changes because nothing's changing. That's the key team. I mean, Atlanta hasn't, they're not doing anything. They got talent. It's not doing anything on this on the field. So make a couple moves. Like, especially. And Atlanta will be right where they were this past season. And that's fine. Go ahead. Do that division the way you want to do it. Because guess what? Now when I have my picks and everything like that, I make some money. I can make money off of y'all. Yeah, you keep that mantra going. Oh, my God. I still think Justin Herbert's going to be the king of L.A. Out oh, of this whole man. football celebrity uh, scenario. I he mean, here's the, Matthew Stafford, I mean, he's going to obviously bring a little experience, and he'll be able to of work course. well under McVay. But are the Rams going to – is it going to change the Rams? I mean, what's that look for you in the NFC West? I feel like that gives you guys even more leverage to do something. That's, I mean, if they have, if they get more weapons or, I mean, yeah, it's going to be good for maybe Cup and for a couple of the receivers um, to have consistency there. But as far, I, I don't know. I just feel like. I don't either. I don't know. I don't know if Matthew Stafford is not the, the poster child for LA anything. I'm telling you, it's Justin Herbert. That's all. Basically, you all set the Chargers up to look good right. to some degree. <laughs> Check yeah. out mom checking in. Thanks. Oh, she remembers your shirt. You remember my bitter leg shirt, mom? Thank you. <laughs> does she remember it? Oh, yeah. Hopefully she does. Many, many years having to karate <laughs> 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 at bitter leg. We took wow. all at bitter right. leg. I mean, that, that was is too a, funny that you can still fit that shirt. It is incredible. I worked at Bitter Lake up until, I don't know, a few years ago, working in the community center there. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That is too funny. Yeah, I know. It's too if funny. I bust out one of them, I would, oh, my God, I'd be incredible Hulk in one of my T-shirts right now. No way. I mean, I it's a little tight here, but, you know. <laughs> Oh my God. That is but I, think, I, I literally, I'm going to go find, I, I know I'd hit up Tasha earlier today. Cause I was like, yo, do you still the picture of our group picture from basketball? Cause this, I, it was this team that I was wearing it in and she didn't have it anymore, but I got I know my mom, mom for watching, go find the bitter Lake shirt, Jersey, the bitter Lake group picture. Cause there is one somewhere. Um, and you can see that it's obviously a looser shirt, but now it's like, it's <laughs> He said, obviously, a loser shirt. I love it. <laughs> oh, shout out to, uh, um, before we get into our girl power, to Jeremy Lin. Did you hear about Jeremy Lin? No. He what is happened? the first Asian-American basketball star with a signature shoe. What? Yes, he is coming out with a sneaker. The first ever. And I saw a picture of the sneaker, and the sneaker ain't bad. It's actually a pretty dope kick. It's actually pretty nice. I'm not in the front. Out. I don't know what the price. I don't know what the price point is, but I kind of like that green on it. It's a, it's a pretty fly shoe. Right. Oh, <laughs> you said he played rec ball at Bitter Lake. Yeah, I'm saying Bitter Lake. between Bitter Lake and Green Lake. Like I mean, it was like I, the play ball. I'm, I'm picturing Bitter Lake, this cabin. I'm picturing like it's Crystal Lake or something. I don't. Yeah. I need to see what. Like in, in Seattle, there's so many little lakes, like a neighborhood. Bitter Lake. It was the name. It was Bitter Lake. The most so bitterest Bitter lake out of all. Did the water taste bitter? I have so many questions. No. Why is I, it Bitter Lake? 
I feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was just the name. It's the yeah, name of the little lake. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. uh, man. <laughs> Bitter lake. All I see is these cabins lined up. Yeah. This lake. It was this literally, I could have wrote my bike probably. And this other, like, I'm just picturing a whole lot of interesting, like, I don't but know. See, that's because here in Vegas, when you think about a lake, you think, okay, Lake Las Vegas, Lake Mead, but yeah. they're all in the distance. Like, think about, like, in Seattle or the greater Seattle area, like, every 10 miles, there's a little lake in someone's little community that you don't really know of unless you saw Are there big map. trees and all that kind of stuff? Like, I'm thinking there's like, tons of huge trees. Seattle's all trees. Yeah, so I'm thinking there's trees, there's this little astroturf. I mean, you would get your floaty in the summertime, maybe not Bitter Lake, but Holler Lake, you'd get your floaty and go float in the lake. And it's like little lakes. Like you could probably swim across it a couple times. But now I've been to Kirkland and Kirkland looked kind of more beachy than anything than a lake. Kirkland's on Lake Washington, which is a huge lake. It's not like a little neighborhood lake. Like Lake Washington is huge. But Bitter, Bitter Lake is like a little. Yeah, it's a little lake. It's just little like a lake, little, it's almost like a pond that you think like, if you were thinking about like a pond. Yeah. You know, like, I'm picturing it. I'm picturing, I'm telling you, trees everywhere, <laughs> cabins, a uh, little black top uh, court with a, a tree a stump made a pole with a um, basketball hoop and a backboard. That's what I'm picturing. Oh, I'm picturing the backboard and the hoop on a literal tree, like on a <laughs> no, strong tree. They actually had the indoor basketball course made outdoor basketball There's a lake, course. and you see people swinging and stuff, <laughs> dropping in the lake, and you see cabin and, and and summer camp counselors coming around, and you guys all. Wow. It's got like, the little green tea, like yeah. it's a bitter lake. It's like Nate said. So it's basically like basically from Seattle, downtown Seattle, all the way north to probably like Everett and further. There's just lakes like every five to ten miles. Just yeah, randomly. I never see it. I just uh, that's I'm just my vision. Me one time. No, 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 Mama, no, no, no. I don't yeah, know if I want to see crab. It'll be well. Great. That I can get with, but I don't want to see bitter lake if there's a Jason type of scenario yeah. out there because I'll be running. This ain't like a cabin and camping. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, bitter quick, lake. In regards to WNBA free agency, our aces. Yeah, we got a player. Card. Yeah, Chelsea Gray from the Sparks, who was yes. phenomenal. She was yes. actually in the All Star game we went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, in That's great. We did lose Danielle Robinson. She's going to we Fever. Did. Uh, we, we did, did. extend Derek Hamby's contract, though, so that's yep. great. Um, and then there were a couple other moves. We'd already talked about Candace Parker. We had talked yeah. about uh, Kayla. So and Chelsea um, said Bill was the one that really stuck struck the catalyst for her. He he had stated to her that it's a big small town like Vegas is, but mm-hmm. the women are the focal point of the city. And yeah. that struck a chord with her and said, you know, that's what got me kind of. And then it's to it, building, the it's booming, it's starting yes, to get. Yes, exactly. Really excited. So I think that's lovely. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> My mom said she'll take a picture of Bitter Lake for you. Oh, please do. <laughs> Please. You know what? Honestly, uh, Ms. Ferris, Dorian, you don't have to necessarily do that. I'm going to, as soon as I get off the show, I'm going to Google Bitter Lake and look at the pictures and the images. But if you actually happen to go there, hey, Heather, go safely. You can take me a pic and send well, it. Well, she's not going to do it that. now. We're not going to encourage mom right, to do it. Right. But whenever, you know, out that way. If she's even that. driving and just happens to, yeah. you know, pull over to the side and Snap quick pick, can go you know. Nala for a walk there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bitter lake. <laughs> Bitter lake. Oh my god. I'm gonna look it up. You know I'm gonna look it up. I'm so fascinated by this lake talk. 
Bitter Lake is not near Federal Way. It is up north in Shoreline. Well, it's on the, the cusp of Seattle and Shoreline. I don't know. Maybe there's a second Bitter Lake in Fredway. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look it up. I'm just going to Google it. Bitter Lake, Washington. Please do. Please do. And, and just see what pops up. And if I see one cabin on there, I'm be like, I was right. Oh, look at Quan checked in for a hot second. He said, you got famous people watching your show. Oh, yeah, of course. We're famous. Yeah, Quan, you're one of them. Right. You too. Hello. Thanks. Yeah. Quan. Quan, how about them Lakers, though? Quan. I cannot. What Can we get off the cabins? It's got cabins. I knew it. I'm going to look it up. Not. I'm gonna Lexi don't it. know she's never been to Seattle. Stop. Lexi says it's got oh, cabins. I yeah. know it does. I know. <laughs> look at my mom with her emojis. <laughs> I know it has cabins. I know it. I know it. I'm going to see tents. I'm going to see cabins. And I'm going to see a blacktop with a basketball hoop and a backboard on a tree. No, but there is a basketball hoop on a tree in my front yard at my house. That's what I, I picture Washington to be. That's what I picture Washington to be. I mean, I, I guess it no other than that. I've only been to Seattle one time. And the one time that I went, that's all I could just envision. Even though I was more into the city, I mean, I did do a few little tourist things, but out and outskirts somewhat for friends that live there, but <laughs> I am picturing this to be that Bitter Lake situation. I now love it up. from the National Girls and Women in Sports Day to Bitter Lake. <laughs> it's just been all Bitter Lake. <laughs> Give it up to Bitter Lake. Prosperous Listen. people coming out of Bitter Lake. Shout out to Mel. Man, Salute I'm saying. Coming out of Bitter Lake. I'm saying. Oh, Basketball wow. Shirt and all. Look at look at the Lexi and Amanda out there googling <laughs> bitter Lake. Yes, it's pretty. it's pretty. Oh, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> it is so funny because she's wearing this shirt and it's kind of like, oh, I played at Bitter Lake and all I got was this T-shirt. <laughs> this was like for a couple of seasons, and then we had a blue. I shirt. played for a couple of seasons, and all I got was this T-shirt. <laughs> no, because then the blue season, I think I was in middle school, and we actually won the city championship. Oh, okay. Maybe no, maybe I was a freshman in high school. Did you remember. get a trophy? Yes. I think my mom still has trophies that okay. she wants me to toss away. And I'm like, don't toss them. They're my trophies. Right. Right. Hello? You need to bring those home. <laughs> I'm saying. You need to have all the Bitter Lake accomplishments up on the shelf with a picture of your team and then a picture of Bitter Lake next to it with the cabins and everything. I just want to see. There's no cabins. There's no cabins. Tall trees. <laughs> the lake. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, and Brian are going on a, on a little <laughs> all the burner accounts. Well, we know B Sal does have a couple, so you know. Hey, the burner phone is what's working right now. They ain't gonna keep tabs on you. <laughs> Brian Salmon comes through with the sock game, though. If you guys watch Channel, you 3 know News what his sports. socks. He posted his socks, and you know I had to say I didn't like it. <gasps> I'm kidding. I liked it. No, I got better serious. socks for you, she Bisa. You just never come she and see serious. me. You never come see me in the store. I could give you a whole bin bunch of different socks. I got <laughs> socks that were too easy. I'm going to make them complicated. for. I'm going to give you some socks. Oh, you know what? I got these Grinch socks. That would look so fly if he wore all no. of that. That would be so funny. Brian, I got bad ankles. I used to wear air casts. Let's just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball days is over. These this hip and these knees now. I can barely do my hike. So if you can't anyway, do a hike, that's um, a lot. Because I know I couldn't get through one of those. Girl things. power. This is just the WA 
in general because they basically were there was a WNBA racial and gender report card, which is the RGRC that came out on what I came out today that they are the leader in charge for social change, athlete activism and diverse hiring practices. So they had A plus grades and scoring of 96%, 98% racial hiring practices, gender hiring practices. Um, are we surprised? They, no. But hello, let's keep it going. Let's hopefully this can overflow. Maybe this needs to be overflowing to the NBA so we can mm -hmm. see some other changes. Too. And one of the, of course, one of the most notable improvements was from last year to this year was um, women as a CEO and, and president positions. Mm -hmm. um, seven of the 12 positions that were held by women in 2020, uh, it's increased two from last year. And of course, um, who was it? our uh, old assistant coach that got is the new head coach for the Dallas Wings? Oh, wow. Yeah. I need these sons to get it together. Speaking of which, on the sons, too, Chris Paul has a documentary on ESPN. Plus. He's featuring, um, it's basically a production on Why Not Us. Um, mm. I'll definitely rock some socks for you, You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll talk is cheap. We have yet to see you. All right. Moving on. But Chris Kwan will take some socks. I got you, Kwan, and I got you some Lakers socks too. I get you some stands joints. Those, those no, don't dope. give them those until Magic Kwanson makes an appearance. Especially if uh, I win that money on Sunday. Socks for everybody. I'm going to go to the stand store and I'm going to look at all kinds of crazy little socks for folks. Vicky yes. Johnson, thank you, Miss Molody. Yes, yes. Vicky hey, Miss Molody. Yes, yes. So, yes, hey, so listen. No, hang on. I will take you on. I can. I can shoot a Dave and Buster's now. I got a shot. I will take you on a Dave and Buster's. That's a chance. I can do. Um, what's that other place? Um, Bourbon Street. I did hoops. Um, over there, they have okay. a little hoop thing with tickets. Maybe we need to have a little girl chat sports uh hoop session at like a Dave and Buster's to shoot. Yeah, Dave and but I haven't been to the Dave and Buster's here. Is it good? Up in Summerlin, yeah. I haven't been. I, I liked it. I haven't been. Yeah. But anyway, he's producing this documentary called "Why Not Us." HBCUs. I got to shout out my HBCUs yeah. about North Carolina Central. It airs on the twelfth of February. It's going to be on ESPN Plus. Just basically the inclusion of why HBCUs uh, sometimes get foreshadowed and don't get looked at when it comes to drafts and all that kind of stuff. And he's really, really highlighting us. And he's been very passionate about this whole subject. So if you guys have ESPN Plus, check it out. That might be cool. Also, uh, my Southern University Alumni Association is still, there's a link. I need to post that link. Yeah. And I posted it again um, for a fundraiser on the painting party, the virtual paint party. It's towards the end of the month, but $25, you get the stencil kit, you can paint the drum major, any type of colors you want. I prefer the blue and gold, but um, it's going to be a virtual paint party. There's going to be a Zoom, all of that good stuff. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Natalie, too, who inquired about it. So I feel like she's going to buy a kit. And I really appreciate that. I personally can't sit on this virtual party, but there is also a link. If you cannot make it, there's a link to donate, too, because, yeah, that would be That's great. Awesome. Well, yeah. it sounds like a David Buster shootout could be in the works because it looks like we've got some challengers. Uh, well, that's on you because I don't know if I can do it. Heather says she's undefeated. Oh, wow. Heather? Yeah, Quan says that maybe Magic Quanson will show up for the. He the said not out. against Magic Quanson. Let's hope he shows up, huh? I don't know. From what I hear, he can't find half his uniform. He can get a new one. 
You think he That's would accessible. Be, being a Laker that he is, he should have it already. And but he anyway. doesn't want to have the special ones ruined. You know, I get it. But we'll find you one, Quan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, everybody's screaming for an outing. Wow. I know. That's Dave and Buster's Magic Quanson. That'd be dope. And we can't get you on the show. We can't get him on the show, though. But you can he can show up at Dave and Buster's. Ain't that something? I mean. That's crazy. Anyways, you guys, we've been going long. It's already over time. We love chatting it up with I you. I know, and I gotta get back to Cobra Kai. Y'all keep waiting for my Cobra Kai. Like, I really need to tap into this Cobra Kai situation. Season three sucks. Don't even waste. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. Season, I can't mom, season three was like, okay, now we're getting a little. It's just a little too. It's just it went I'm over. I'm into it. I'm into it. It's already <laughs> cheesy to me in season two. We know it's a little corny. I mean, but it, but it went from being cheesy and cheesy and fun to being like, this is starting to get ridiculous. Oh, okay. I can't, I can't. Well, I'm gonna watch it and find out. I gotta finish it. I'm, just, okay. I'm in the thick of it now. But so, thanks, you guys, so much for tuning in. Yeah. Appreciate you, Emily Williamson. Williamson. For, thank you so much for being on our show. Yeah. Make sure you watch out for her book to come. We'll yes. keep posted. Lady Fleets. I can't wait for it. We encourage you all to get it for all the young girls in your lives. And um, other than that, hey, we will work on this Dave and Buster's thing, the shootout. We will pick, we will pick and plan a date for this because it's safely. Definitely I can't have all this. It may be just male representing that because I'm not. Um, you can keep know. score. Make sure everybody's following the rules. Why well, I gotta be the scorekeeper? Well, what do you want them play? I'm not coming. How about that? Because <laughs> it's too much right now with COVID. I'm scared of Dave we can, and Buster. We can do we'll it like through vaccine time. We can get it later on. Maybe a spring. Did you get yours yet? No. Mm. I can't. I think they told me I could get one tomorrow, but I'm like, here's the deal. Knowing me, I haven't had a flu shot ever in my life. This yeah. is the first shot. I don't want to be sick on Super Bowl. Like I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I know that sounds that cool. I stay in the house anyway, so like yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let me let me get my um thing, and then I definitely be a little more open to a Dave and Buster's night or something. Because I've never been to Dave and Buster's. I heard it was kids in there. I you know I, I always like it. With We're not going to go pick it with the kids in the video games. We're strictly going for basketball sh for shoots for shots. I don't remember the name of the game. Like what is a hot shot or something like that? I well, uh, if Heather's name is on that board, is reigning champion currently. Yeah, maybe she's exactly. undefeated. Maybe she's just undefeated to her son or to maybe dates or something. I'm I not sure. I want to see her name up on the board. Maybe her her name's up on the light board. Like she's really that that deep, that that great of a shot. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. you guys, we appreciate you for joining in. Yes. Again, thanks to Emily Williams. We'll post some of the content about that. Keep posting her book. Um. Other than that, that's it for us. We appreciate we you. We'll catch you next week. See ya. See you guys. This game.